And we're live. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, hello. Happy June. Yeah. Yeah, you are home. It's Welcome a back. Yay. We were trying last week to guess what you were doing, because it seemed like you were everywhere at once. Uh, on, um, yeah, it got a little hectic. So, like, let's just go. Everyone wants to know, chronologically, um, oh my God, what, what have you been doing the last down. two weeks? <laughs> I'm, waiting for my cat. I'm waiting for my cat to calm down first. Hang on. Hi. Yeah, hello. Thank you for coming down as soon as we started the podcast. I appreciate that. I can hear the meows. Yeah. Bagel's mad. He wasn't... Fourth seat. Rotating fourth chair. Yeah, he wasn't invited <laughs> to podcast, so... He's mad. No, he's, he's he's wanted to be on the podcast for weeks, but I wasn't home. I so. want to talk about Pokemon Quest. No, oh, no. <laughs> that's what that's what Bagel's saying. Hi, you coming up? Yeah, yeah, you're coming up. Oh, he's coming up. Don't you worry about that. He's even on. I can't see with this new setup if he's on yeah, camera he's, or not. He's oh, on. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh yeah. We can see basically down to where it says like PlayStation on your shirt. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first things first. You look different. Yeah, I have I have a new setup. I finally have a new room. computer. Yeah. It's a disaster zone. Yeah. Was it like super clean beforehand? No, it's just way yeah, worse so. now. Okay. How's the new computer? Um, good. When I get to use it. Yeah, as you can tell, you, someone causes you, some problems. You got this because of like a partnership or something, right? Yeah, I'm partnered with Memory Express now, so they actually got me a brand new uh, computer, and uh, well, they basically like I had to pay like half the price of it. I mean, that's that's still which probably is really a great good. deal. Yeah, yeah. You got two I'm monitors, but I'm only curious, on one like, right now. What kind of what kind of video card do they put in there? Because all the video card prices are crazy. Uh, 1080 Ti, I believe. Nice. Is that like is that like the latest one? Is that the best cryptocurrency mining That's, one out there? I think that is the one right yeah. now. Okay. So are you mining Bitcoin right now? I am. I'm doing it. Yeah. Makes this, podcast. this podcast is actually a Bitcoin <laughs> mining industry. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna get like eight cents by the end of it. Hell yes. So expect a lot more podcasts from us in the future. <laughs> Goddamn right. To pay back. Yeah. As soon as this podcast ends, we're just gonna start another one. It'll be great. Yeah. Like actually. Nonstop. <laughs> are, yeah. Are we actually joking? You'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm just curious, and, and feel free to uh, plead the fifth or whatever if you can't talk about it. But what? So they gave you half a computer. What do you have to give them? Uh, I have to put their advertising stuff on, or not advertising stuff. I have to put their mark on the bottom of my stream, which they only gave me the so assets. So like a lower yesterday. thirds kind of thing that says like Memory Express. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and that's that's all you got to do, and do you have to do it like. Every, now, every single time you every stream, now and then, or? like I'll tweet about any other deals and stuff like that. Okay. Once I get this whole thing set up, I'll tweet out like this was thanks to Memory Express, blah blah blah. Right. Okay. Like, nothing. Yeah. Too, I, nothing I just, too terrible. I don't know honestly. how a lot of that works, so I'm just curious for myself. Word. Oh, that's cool. Um. Anyways, yeah. I, I asked about it earlier. How? Where have you been? What have you been doing? Let's go through it. All right. Um. A lot has happened, I guess. Where do we start? Uh, well, you're a dad now, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just and kidding. There go the rumors. God, God damn it, Sean. Uh, Wait, really? No. 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 Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> okay. 
Jesus. Well, when everyone got like quiet for a sec, I was like, oh crap, did I go with the, the wrong joke here? <laughs> you did it. You ruined everything. I played myself. <laughs> uh, I've been gone for two weeks. I was at uh, Emil's place in Georgia recording some stuff. And I also guested at Momocon. And I also went to New York to do work for Sega. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were trying to do this. So how'd, how'd you get it done? Uh, I basically had to skip one of my panels. There was just okay. there was no other way around it. Sure. Once in a lifetime opportunity, I'm sure. It's I fun. mean, I couldn't turn it down. It was it was really fun. I'm with you 100 percent on that for sure. How'd that go though? I wasn't able to catch the uh, stream. Uh, it was really fun. I I got knocked out in the second round, unfortunately, due to a due to a tiebreaker that was not discussed. Yeah, so, I was wondering about that. I saw the tweet. Yeah, so we my second round was Comic Zone, and it was based on whoever had the most progress in the superhero meter, which is meant to track how far you've gotten in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, we tied okay. in percentage, because I think the meter actually doesn't track other than when you beat a stage or not. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it was a little weird in that aspect. And then, uh, but I got farther in the stage, but apparently he got a higher score because he took a different path in one of the stages. Okay. Okay. And so they decided it was going to be broken by score, and they didn't tell us that before we started the race. And I would have played completely differently had that been the case. But right. uh, yeah, it is, it is what it is. He was he had more personality on he had more on stream chemistry, I guess, for lack of a better term. So like, it sucked, but I had to be like, all right, that's fair. I understand. Okay. I mean, to be fair, he didn't know either, so it's not like yeah, yeah. Was, but the worst the worst part that. was like we had to do rock paper scissors to see who went first, and I had to go first, and I had practiced the night before, so I knew where all the secrets were. So I unfortunately had to show him where everything was, which really uh. sucked because that's basically what shot me in the foot. Got to practice your rock paper scissors game for next year. Apparently, I Very gotta work true. on that. Got to work on that uh, mental game. Very true. Cool. And this, what was the and the Sega thing was for the uh, anniversary collection or something like for that. The, right? For the Sega Genesis collection, which is out now on PS4 and Xbox One, and the okay. Steam one's been updated. So was there? We, Paul had mentioned was there? Is there like a Genesis Mini that was a part of this or something? That wasn't for this. That was for something oh, else. Okay. Okay. There was no AT games or whatever, AT2 games thing. Okay. Yeah, we just did a lot of guesswork. We had no We, we did no idea so much it. guesswork. <laughs> That's fair. As we do on the top-down perspective, generally. Did you get to do anything else while you were in New York? Uh, I got to go to Times Square. I went okay. to the Nintendo store. Got to walk around downtown for a little bit. We went to this, like, crazy ping-pong bar. That sounds awesome. That does so, sound like, there awesome. So, like, there's just, like, a bunch of, like, underground ping pong tables with a bar and, like, a restaurant. And they just give you a giant bucket of ping pong balls. And someone's job is just to walk around with a net and just grab the ping pong balls as they fly, fly around. Sure. And just dump them in, like, a bathtub. It was it was weird, but it was fun. How much does, how much does that cost to, like, I'm assuming it's just, like, a, a cover fee. I, I don't know. I, I assume, like, they covered our... our food and everything oh, so. okay oh it was yeah so sega, okay. sega covered flight hotel and food so it was like really good do you remember the name of this ping pong bar because like maybe next time in i'm in new york i'm gonna go check out some ping pong it was like flip or something like that if where's my phone it's actually written in my phone know. here give me a second okay it wasn't too that far does... it wasn't too far away from the downtown core so okay i mean 
That doesn't narrow it down a ton, but if you can get that name, yeah. I'm going to put that on my Oh, spin. List. It's spin. Spin. Spin ping pong bar or something like that? Okay. That's cool. And that was your first time in New York, right? Yep. So that was really cool. Cool. I hear it's real hot over there right now. Oh, my God. There was a heat wave when we arrived. It was hotter than it was in Atlanta, which was ridiculous. Nice. But the only <laughs> upside, I guess, is it wasn't as muggy and humid. So. Okay. But no, that was that was real fun. I enjoyed doing that. Nice. Cool. And then back to Momocon. Yep. So I had I had to skip one for. of my own panels. I had to skip our Q and A panel. And okay. uh, flew in the next day before the next panel I was on. So we had Throne Controllers. We had I was on a panel with Brentel Floss and a bunch of other guys for Use Your Words. Um, and then we had a signing session on the, the next day. So just kind of kept busy the whole con. Sure. All right. You buy some stuff. Oh yeah. Did you get anything at uh, in New York? Yeah, I, I bought a bunch of stuff. Some games I didn't have. Um, some like little Nintendo knickknacks. Like I have a Game Boy alarm clock now. Is that from the Nintendo store? Yep. Okay. I bought a bunch of shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. I bought some gifts for people. It was cool. I'm trying to think what it was there because there's like a small museum in that store, isn't there? Yeah, or like here's here's all the consoles. Here's all the consoles, or... and there there's the uh, the one Game Boy that's been destroyed in the Gulf War. All right, I thought is maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Isn't there one like this one survived a fire or something like that? I think it's or... uh, unless they pared it down. It's just the one where it got like ex- like I think run over by a tank or something like that. Okay. And it still maybe worked. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I took a picture of it. It's it's still there, still going. Right. Cool. Cool. And then, um, how was fl- flying back? <laughs> All my flights were more or less fine <laughs> until the flight home. That was the shitty thing. We uh, okay. we got on our flight leaving Atlanta. My stop was Minneapolis and then Calgary. On the flight to Minneapolis, apparently thunderstorms started hitting the area, so we started flying around trying to wait for the thunderstorms to go away. We almost used up our fuel as a result, and attempted to do an emergency landing landing uh, failed so we had to like pull back up so it was a flyby whatever you want to call it failed landing and uh then we had to go i've never done one of those those sound terrifying that was my third right i think you had another one recently i think you yeah were, I toronto you were talking about that toronto had one and years and years ago in montreal okay so uh, when they when that attempting failed, they're like, we can't wait around here. We're just going to have to go fly to an, another nearby airport and stay there. So we flew to another state. I think it was like Madison, Wisconsin was where we ended up landing instead of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we landed there, okay. and then they were like, all right, we're going to gas up, and then we're going to go make another attempt to go to Minneapolis. And then after gassing up, they said, oh, um, sorry, our staff has to, our, our crew has to rotate out. They have to all clock out, so you're going to have to wait for another crew to get in. So they basically dropped us off in this airport for three to four hours. And the re- the airport had nothing open except for a bar, which just had drinks and, like, one of those pickup shops. So we were just what? kind of... What's a pickup shop? Like, uh, like um, I'm trying to think what they're called. Relay, Hudson News, whatever. Like, you know, the little stores where you just get chips and drinks. Little snacks. Oh, okay. All Snack right. store, sure, sure. basically. 
Yeah. So we had to wait there for about three to four hours. It was supposed to be three hours, and then I think it got extended an hour because the flight crew that was flying in got delayed as well. Great. So they nice. ordered us. They ordered us like pizza and sandwiches from out of town, and this was all on Memorial Day, so everything was going super slow. But like they just wheeled in like forty pizzas at one point. It was insane. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got into Minneapolis at like. 1 2 a.m. It was supposed to. We were supposed to have gotten there at like seven. Okay. So I had the uh, airline got us a bunch of hotel rooms, and then the next day they put us on a flight. But then, of course, the flight home the next day also had issues, because of course it did. Was it the same storm? No, no storm issues. This time it was technical issues. Okay. One of the circuit breakers on the plane kept tripping, and they couldn't figure out why, so they had to try to fix it. Uh, when they originally were trying to fix it, they said they were going to just replace the panel. It was going to take two hours, and they were going to try to find a replacement plane in the meanwhile. It took them about an, one hour, I think, hour and a half, and then we got going. But it was just ridiculous that after all the shit that happened to get me there in the first place, that it, another completely different issue stalled everything out the next day. Right. All right. Lame. Mm. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Real was supposed to, um, almost, I think it was 20 hours later than I was supposed to have arrived in Calgary. I got home. Damn. Was it a nice hotel? Uh, it was. It was okay. It was a um, Marriott. But like when okay. you, but like when you're walking down the hallways, it looked like a shitty motel. And then you got in the room, and the room was actually decent. Okay. Cool. 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 I was glad I at least. How was the pizza? Where'd they order from? Domino's. That was probably the only place open at that point. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I mean, Domino's is okay. I mean, for food, we didn't have to pay for. Yeah. Sure. Sure. For sure. Um. Okay. Paul, what have you been up to in the last week? You know, man. Day in, day out, hustling. Just that grind. Just hustling. Every Just day. back that scratch. Making that scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, um, you broke your arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I I to, way to just glaze over that. I just got well. You had the more exciting yeah. trip, so I went to Salt Lake City oh, oh, this really? weekend. <laughs> um, I flew out. I flew out to Salt Lake City on Friday. All my flights were totally fine. Uh, <laughs> that nice. night, this was for a Quidditch thing. We were gonna. We were there for a tournament. Um, so that night, I'd never been to Salt Lake City. That's a cool, cool city. It's in like a valley, so it's all basically just completely surrounded by mountains that are just like right up in your face. Uh. Went to a, a Crown Burger, which it's like all their burgers have pastrami on them. So that was pretty tasty. Nice. We also found this little, uh, and we were just kind of walking down the main street uh, downtown. <clears throat> and we came across this little theater uh, that had three people in dinosaur suits kind of fake wrestling with each other. Right. Yeah, that so that sounds amazing. Fun. Yeah, that was, it was, I don't even know, but that was pretty cool. That theater seemed pretty cool because it's like every month they have a production and they're all like, spoofs on like pop culture shows so there was like a, a harry potter one a doctor who one uh, like a marvel one and i was like you know if i lived here i'd i would probably make this like a regular thing you know this is this is this is up my alley you know with all this pop culture stuff <clears throat> yeah uh then we found a little hole in the wall to get some pizza and this pizza place um they had you could you could get uh dressing on the side obviously and then they had this one special one that was a cucumber and wasabi dip Ugh. for your pizza huh. okay yeah i really liked it i like wasabi sure. when, I'm, when i'm doing uh sushi um 
so that was super good. I, I don't know. I don't remember the name of any of these places I went to, but also went to the zoo while I was there, uh, the Hogel Zoo, um, and there was this uh, there was this bird show that was really great because uh, obviously, so the bird show you know it's it's mainly for kids, and they kind of bring out all these birds that are like uh, trained to like fly to the guy's arm or to fly to different perches, and they have parrots that'll like talk. But the best part of the show is that uh, re repeatedly um, the birds would not listen when they were supposed to. So, for example, he had to, the parrot, he had to get, he was supposed to get the parrot to say, what's up, Doc? It was supposed to be a Bugs Bunny impression. Okay. But he wouldn't do it. He just kept making this wheezing sound. Um, so me and my friends were like, is that parrot just dying? And um, and then I also learned, I guess, uh, in order for the parrot to do these tricks, is that he has to go in a certain order, or the parrot won't really know what to do. So I guess they somehow mix it up. So he had to, like, quickly go through every last interaction with the parrot he just had, like, get the parrot to say all the things real quickly to get back on track. And then he did eventually say it, and he said the rest of the stuff. The really funny one was he had... I don't remember what kind of bird it was. It was a, it was a big bird. And it was trained to... Uh, you get an audience member to stand up with like a five dollar bill, and it was trained to like fly and pick up the dollar bill and and bring it back to the trainer, and and then that's the joke. And then it they were supposed to fly it back, but the the bird would not do it, especially give back the money. So he kept like getting closer and closer to the audience member, and he kept going like, you know, give her back, give her back her money, fly to it. Like he was saying all these like trigger words and what, and the bird was just like chilling. To the point where he was standing right in front of the lady, and he was even like, okay, come on, I could make this flight at this point. And so he just kind of, like, moved his arm towards the girl, so the bird was right there, and she just kind of took it out of his hand. <laughs> like, the bird just did not want any of this shit. I don't know. I guess that bird doesn't take uh, requests for anything lower than, like, a 20 or something. That's what I was assuming. Nice. Like, it makes you're sense. You're not going to get that bird Time is money, man. Yeah. They also... One of the gags, one of the running gags during this bird show was they had a chicken, or no, a rooster, that would just run across the stage in the back, just out of nowhere while they were doing something else. Just It would run across randomly, it would go back the other way sometimes. That was pretty funny. What an odd thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was good, it was a good time. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Quidditch tournament. Um, we, we were there for three games. About two minutes into the second game, I go to tackle this guy, incorrectly, obviously, because uh, I tackle him down onto my wrist. And then my arm is a literal S. Gross. Mm. That's so I gross. I messed up my mm. wrist real bad. Like, <laughs> my arm is really bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn so it, I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a cast right now. I got a sling on. I, I have to go for surgery later this week and get a plate, which really sucks to hear. Um I would have called my doctor today, but they're closed on Sundays, so I'll be calling them tomorrow. Right. Um, do you want to hear about what they uh, did at the hospital, yeah, though? Sure. Let's do it. It's kind of cringy. You, you ready? Yeah. All right. Trigger warning for I'm people ready. listening. Maybe skip ahead a little bit. Okay. So um, they don't want to leave it in the shape it's in, right? Obviously. Of course. So yeah. first off, they give me some painkillers. Then to numb. So they have, they have to set it. That's that's where we're getting to. They yeah. have to set the arm. Sure. Which means straightening it out. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, they have to put needles in the brake. Okay, sure. So they had to That's stick gross. me a few times in like the worst spot. Honestly, that actually didn't hurt too much, but it it the, whatever they put in there, it, it just feels like a an intense pressure. Yeah. Inside the arm. Sure. Like like a t like a small balloon is in there, kind of just building up. Sure. 
So they did that, and then they bring out they bring out this thing that's like it's a hook that attaches to the ceiling, okay. and it has a bunch of Chinese finger traps on it, literally. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I know where this. And so is they going. put a couple of my fing- they put a couple of my fingers in there. Yeah, and at that point I was like, M- "Hey, my wrist is still hurting." Uh, I, you know, we got to stop for a sec. So they had to they had to inject it again in the wrist in the spot it was still hurting. Yeah. At that point, the wrist is so numb they could do whatever they want to it. Yeah. And they're about to. Yeah. Let me tell you, they are about to. So they put three of my fingers in the finger trap so that my hand is is like vertical at this point. And they're like, this is gonna have to just kind of be on gravity and you pulling as hard as you can for a bit. So I had to basically sit there while the doctor left, just kind of pulling down. So that it would slowly start to straighten, and it and it straightened a little bit, definitely not all the way, but thankfully they whatever they injected me in, like I couldn't feel a thing while I was doing this. Sure. The only thing that was hurting was the finger traps, like on my finger because they were squeezing so tight because I was just pulling so hard. Yeah. Uh, and then the fun part of the doctor comes back, and it's still not straightened. She's like, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to like send you home with an arm like this. You're not even in like a splint or anything like that. Uh, I'd want I want to get you in a cast, um, and she was also explaining this is why a lot of orthopedic doctors are male, just because uh, you need a lot of like upper body strength for this stuff. Right. She was like one of two she's ever known, but she has to like pull on my arm and like just yank on my hand while I'm pulling back until it's straight. So we probably did this for like thirty minutes on and off of just yanking while she was like kind of massaging the bones in there. Nice. I even asked her because she was she was getting tired. I was like, "Hey, it seems like you know you're getting like fatigued before I am. Should I just like find a doorknob or something and just pull really hard? Like, would that help?" And she was like, "No, because I need to be able to like do the massaging stuff at the same time." And I was like, "Okay." Anyway, she got it straight. She casted me up. I'm in a cast, like I said. Thank God it's not my my dominant hand. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm already like completely helpless. This thing sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, anyways, yeah, so surgery, hopefully as soon as possible. And uh, it's a bummer that I'm going to have a plate in there forever, it sounds like. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool, man. Jesus. So Jesus. if you could it's replace good, one part, uh, it would be your arm with a robot arm now. At this, at this point, yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. It's actually the, uh, the one uh, lucky thing is that a few days before I bought a new TV because I'm clearly going to be using it yeah. for the next couple mm-hmm. months. Um, yep. But I haven't gotten it yet. It shows up tomorrow, so I'll, I'll talk about my new TV next week when I've watched it and stuff. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, now that we're all caught up, why don't we um, talk about some video games? Oh, all right. I mean, if, if, you, if you want, you can talk about my bones some more. Uh, top-down perspective uh, for June 3rd. Yeah. John's here, Paul's here, and I'm here. Hi. Um, I didn't look at what you guys have played. I think we should start with John. Okay, start with John. What have you been playing, John? All right, well, I've been playing uh, our Patreon game, obviously, that I can't talk about yet, Celeste. Yeah. We'll be recording that podcast later tonight. But uh, we, when we were in Atlanta, all got really heavily into drop mix out of nowhere. Okay. Okay. So we went to Toys R Us, and uh, they were still there, but everything was half off. Oh, sorry, this is in the States you went? Yeah. What was the sale at? Uh, 50% off. Oh, ha- sorry, you said half off. Okay. So we went into electronics, and they had pretty much everything you needed for drop mix. Like, almost like the full set that you can buy in stores, and everything was half off. So we just bought a bunch of drop mix stuff. 
Yeah, they had a bunch of drop mix um, when I was there as well. I think 50 bucks was where it was at, which was 50% off. Yep. Uh, I, did, I felt like that wasn't enough because I had seen it on sale for like 50 online and stuff. And I was like, I bet this will get better. I get this, bet this will get better. But I've heard it's cool. It's really fun, actually. You just need people to play with. That's the problem. Right. Okay. So uh, I've picked up pretty much every card that you can get in stores right now. The other two sets are out of print right now, which sucks. But you should explain how drop mix works because it's a weird game. Yeah. So it's not nearby. Otherwise, I'd show it on on screen. You you have a little board that you hook up either your phone or an iPad or something into, and uh, you connect the board to the the screen there so you can play the game. You have a bunch of cards that. Uh, represent different things and are different colors. I don't know how well this is showing up on screen right now. I'm actually playing a video of the game right now as you're talking. That works even better. All right. So you get cards that are different colors. Like this is a yellow three I'm holding in my hand and it represents... What what material is this? Is it like paper or is it more of like... Like a cardstock? Plastic, like like a card. It's cardstock. Like it's what you you get a card off of. Like these are basically playing cards, but like a little stiffer. Okay. But they have like a little... uh, AR chip inside of it, kind of like what a, an Amiibo has. Yeah, um, an NFC chip, you mean. Sorry, that's what I meant. You're right. Yeah. Uh, each card represents a different part of a song. So, the one I'm holding up here is uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations, Just the Vocals. Nice. Okay. Alright. And then there's there's wild cards like this one, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September, which, depending on where you put it on the board, has either the vocals, the horn section, the drums, or the guitar. Or it might be bass on this okay. one. Uh, yeah, each color usually represents a certain thing. Yellow usually means vocals. Blue usually means percussion. Uh, red can either mean keyboard, horn section, or violin. And green usually means bass, guitar, or... Oh, no, green is violin. And I guess red can be also main lead guitar. Violin gets its own color? I uh, feel like that's not a no. popular instrument. Well, green is like... I guess baseline for lack of a better term because the string section is on green, baseline's okay. on green, and then I guess lead instrument would be red technically in that case. But the okay. the way it works is each card has a value from one, two, or three and a specific color unless it's a wild card, in which case it it's all colors but it's only got two on it. And then there's also like white effect cards you can put down that give you chances for bonus points, but they're also value of one, two, or three. The way it works is... You have five zones on the on the board, one that is pure red, one that is pure blue, one that is red and yellow, one that is blue and red, and one that is blue and green. You put down a card of the corresponding color into each spot, and you get a point. If a color has been ignored for a whole turn, and there's no card on it, it's worth a bonus point if you play in it instead. So it's about okay. it's about. Uh, bouncing back and forth, getting bonus points, but you can only cover up your opponent's cards if you have a card of a higher value or similar value. So if I put down like that Earth, Wind, and Fire wild card, it could only be covered up by a level 2 or a level 3 card. Oh, okay. And it also has to correspond to the color of the spot I'm in. So, so wait, why would you not just always put down level 3s so, immediately? So they thought of that. If you put down level 3s, the only way you can go over it is if you also have a level three. Okay. But if you don't have any viable moves or if you want to just mess with the other player, you can hit the drop mix button. And the drop mix button spins a roulette. And whatever the roulette lands on, that level of card has to be removed from your opponent's field. 
And so the way they balance it out, the higher the value of the card is, the higher chance that it will come up on the wheel. Uh, okay. Level 3 cards are actually worth at least 50% of the wheel. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And are you putting all your cards down at once and then they put all theirs down or is it like one at a time going back and forth? Depends on how you're playing. If you're playing one-on-one, you get to put down two cards. But if you're playing in teams, so 2v2 or 2v1, uh, each person on the team gets to put down one card per turn. Okay, so you're never always putting down like five. No. Okay. At most, you put, uh, depending, unless you have a card that gives you an extra turn, you're only putting down two. Okay, so then the song is changing pretty often. Yeah, so while you're doing this, the song is changing because you're adding in different instruments, you're removing instruments, vocals, and stuff like that. Wild cards change the tempo of the song, which will all just completely change things. You can make some really good songs, and you can make some absolute trash. Yeah, how do they, like, prevent just, like, you know, this this time signature does not work with, you know, the drum time signature? Oh, they don't. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay, so it, it will just be like, this just sounds bad. Yeah, some things will just sound okay. bad. There's, um, I don't know the name of, the, like, the singer, but, like, there's a song called Chandelier. Oh, and see ya, or whatever. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. Yeah. And, um, the thing is, like, the, one of the cards in, like, the default deck is just the vocals to that song. Okay. Okay. And it, if you have song, like, uh... The tempos that don't match that or key changes that don't match that, it sounds awful. I think okay. we combine it with either the final countdown or all the small things from Blink-182, and it just sounded like utter trash. Okay. That's kind of funny. Does that does that change, like, score in any way, or can you, like, get a lot of points despite it sounding bad? I mean, no. Uh, the quality of the song does not affect your score. Okay. It's just, so. like, an extra cool thing that goes along with it. Right, right, okay. There's a cool question in the chat here. Since it's color coded, uh, is there any accommodations for like color blindness? Like, are there symbols or anything like that, or mm, would you be just kind of screwed up? No, unfortunately, the closest thing they have there is I'm gonna I'll show this again on camera. There's symbols on the bottom of the card. Okay, make sure that's actually on screen right now. Yeah, so on the on the bottom of the card, you can see like the microphone, the the trumpet, the and stuff instrument. like that. So yeah. basically, yeah. if you if you can't tell the colors, then the instrument will get you through. Okay, so you could play it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Also, all the color zones are like, they don't change position. So once you learn what card goes where, it becomes a little easier to figure out. But I, I would assume, I mean, they're not going to be making new cards, but if you found like, if, let's say you, were, you bought a new pack of cards or whatever, and you, hadn't, you didn't know like, it's a brand new card, you hadn't seen it before, then you might get confused. Yeah. Well, so, and here's another thing too. In low lighting, it's a little hard to tell the blue and the greens apart. Uh, in our hotel room after the con, we were playing, and a bunch of people kept putting down the wrong color card in the wrong spot. Oh, okay. So here, let me just. Uh, why is does it? it? Does it still work, or does it just like It'll, the game like will be it, like it wrong spot? It'll just be like okay. Fix that. All right, cool. Here, it might. It's probably. It seems like it's coming through fine here, but like just yeah. just to show. Those look pretty different on this camera. Yeah, but in low lighting, it, if on my old camera, it also would be really hard to tell. So. What is that a picture of that I'm looking at on that top one? Uh. It is someone riding a horse. That is for Johann Sebastian Bach, cello suite number one in G major. Okay. I don't see it. Oh, horse, yeah. I but... see it. The whole picture is basically the horse. Yeah. Oh, now I'm seeing yeah, it. Yeah, the okay. pictures don't necessarily match up with the uh, sure with the song. Like, uh, Let me see if I have a good example here. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch is, is like a robot lady. Okay. That's cool. I like the art. How big is the board? 
Uh, a little bigger than a standard computer keyboard. And does it, like, fold up or anything? No, it's just a big old hunk of plastic. Okay. So it's not the most portable, then? No, I mean, you're going to want a carry kit for it. The actual box for drop mix is about, like, yay big. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing the box now, yeah. That's a bummer that it couldn't just kind of fold. It seems like that would have been... I kind of get why, because it's a Bluetooth thing and they don't want to mess with anything. Like, because sure. there's some there's some parts there. I feel like if anything got bent slightly, it would stop working. Right. Sure. Yep. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's really fun though. Um, Paul, if we ever meet up and you want to play it, just tell me and I'll bring it. Absolutely. I 100% want to play this. <laughs> it's it is actually really fun and kind of strategic. Yeah. Hey, actually, speaking of meeting up, I'm I'm coming up at the end of the month. Oh, nice. By the way, yeah, I'll be there for um. From the 30th to the 7th. Sweet. So I will, should, I will actually be home. So, I, yeah, Great. we'll meet up and play some drop mix. We should do that. Yeah, I'd like to see it because no one owns this game for obvious reasons. Yeah. It, yeah. So, for, for clarity's sake, for those who uh, are interested in this, it's $100 US normally for the board. Yeah. The board and four decks of cards. The decks are predetermined. Like, you know, they're, they're the same in every box. How many cards is in a deck? Uh... For a single-player game, like a 1v1, you need two decks, so 30 cards. And for team... So for one deck of card is 15 cards? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It and then you can buy, like, booster packs or something. So, so here's the thing. This is a little weird. So there's booster packs and deck packs. Deck, okay, yeah. deck packs are 16 cards, 15 of one symbol, and a little puzzle piece extra card you can throw in whenever you want is symbol instrument the symbol basically tells you what pre-built deck it's on so here for example uh i don't know like is that a theme like yeah yeah like, like a, these are usually themed i'm trying to get used to this cameras i'm sorry guys no, so is it, are we looking at the white symbol here yeah so that's a can of a spray okay. paint that's the that's the bomb deck i believe they call it this one are these like trying to relate to genre what is like no, some of them kind of do like this is called the seer deck the elect- what is what the- is th- digging through here? What's the genre connection here? Like spray paint makes me think of like punk rock, hip hop, hip hop. Okay, okay, uh, sure. The the country one is a horseshoe, and the the deck's name is Lucky. Okay, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. One of the electronic one is a an a uh, an astronaut's helmet, and it's called uh, Astro. Or or like Daft Punk. There's no Daft Punk in this yet. Also, the electronic okay. deck so that's, far is a little that's lacking. That's super weird. In my opinion, um, there's a there's a new deck that just came out at the beginning of the month. Uh, they're still making cards for this. Oh yeah, no, they they have uh, a season two planned for this. It's that's not out yet. Oh wow, for, yeah. For some reason, when I was like, Toys R Us is going out of business, I just assumed Drop Mix is dead. I you know <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I thought Drop Mix was not doing well. I don't know if it's actually doing well, but there's a lot of yeah. people that are into it. So that's that's what I've heard is like. There's like one in every like forty people has played Drop Mix, but they really like it. Yeah. But there's there's only like five percent of us are playing Drop Mix or whatever. Well, it's because it's so expensive to get into. Like it's 130 yeah. Canadian. Right. Yep. But the one perk to that is if you go to any store that carries it, they're gonna have everything for it because no one's buying it. Sure. Like I, I went. I guess I went to the Toys R Us here to get the stuff I was missing, and they had everything. 
How much is a how much are the deck packs again? Did you already say that? There's two different things. The pre-built deck packs are 25 Canadian. I want to say that was 20 American, maybe 15. Okay. And there's also this is the annoying thing. There's booster packs. Yeah. But they're booster packs based on series, and the booster packs are always the same. So the only way to tell what booster pack you're getting is to see the card that they show on the front. And that means you know the five cards inside the box are going to always be the same. I mean, that's probably good as a consumer. Yeah. Right? But there's, then you're not getting random cards? Yeah, but there's no, like, other way to, like, tell, like, shop owners, like, what one you need. Because there's no, like, oh, this is Booster Pack Series 1-1. It's like, oh, here's the card with the girl with curly blonde hair. Here's, oh, here's okay. the card with, like, the robot. So th there is a way to tell. It's just not a super clear way. Yeah. Basically, okay. there's I'm actually looking it up on Amazon right now because someone in the chat basically said this as well. It is 52 bucks American at the moment, so it seems like it's on 50% all the time. Hmm. And yeah, all these card packs look to be around 12 bucks, give or take a dollar. Yeah, I think the booster packs are like six bucks, and then the deck packs are, are way higher than that. I bet it's cheap on eBay. I'm going to check eBay. Depends. So there's three promo cards you can get from going to PAX as well. And apparently I missed them and I'm pissed because they were the G.I. Joe theme and the Transformers wow. theme. What was the third one? Uh, I actually don't remember. That's the only one I don't okay. actually know off the top of my head. How much there's one guy here who has at least 12 of these stacked up. So that's a cool guy. Mm, there yeah. you go. Thanks, bud. Last I looked on eBay, I think the Transformers card was going for 50 bucks. God damn on it. E yeah. On eBay, the game itself is going for 50 bucks. Well, there you go. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up here. The card is... There's a song from Pyre. That was apparently a PAX East 2018 exclusive. That's, That's the cool. other one. Uh, Flutter, that is Flutterfly cool. that... from the Pyre original soundtrack. Main... That's $15 I'm seeing. Transformers main title song and G.I. Joe main title theme. Yeah, I'm seeing... Um... <laughs> I'm seeing G.I. Joe and the Pyre one together are $53. And they point out, same price as a PAX East ticket. That's not helping your case, buddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I can get those at PAX West. Yeah, that'd be cool. Some of these prices are going all the way up to $79 for these cards. And here's, an, and here's another thing. There's four season or series, rather, of uh, booster packs. Series one and two you can buy in stores, and they build up, I think, four or five different decks. But series three and four you can only get online, and they're out of print already. Got to get that rarity in there, man. It yep. sucks. I really want them. Okay, but there's no single-player component to this, right? Uh, Yeah, there is, actually. Okay. So there's three different modes of the game. There's Clash, which is the standard card battle game, which is a 1v1, 2v2, or 2v1. And then there's Party Mode, where you basically just build a deck, and then you have to do pre-built challenges that the game gives you on a time limit. Okay. Okay. We played fun. with... We played with five players. That mode we were kind of eh on because sometimes the it didn't quite read the card fast enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Because usually speed's not an issue. Yeah. And uh, then there's a third mode where it's just remix mode where you can just put cards down to mix your songs, change the tempo, change the, uh, the key. 
and just try to find something good. And if you find a mix you like, you can just hit save and it'll just be on your phone. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. All modes That's all cool. modes actually have that. I might even have one built on my phone right now. I just don't remember. And these are not covers? These are the actual songs? Uh, a bunch of them are done from Harmonic Staff. Oh, so they are... Oh, wait. Like, uh, the Harmonic Staff's of their own band, or they made a cover of a like a hit song uh a little of both so there's actual songs like blink 182 is the real deal but then like some things are just labeled harmonics music and they'll say things like the doctor who theme okay oh okay yeah right right let me see here okay yeah i do have i do have one mix saved here and if i click it i think it just starts playing it automatically yeah like and it just it it shows the order of the of the cards you played down and changes the song accordingly to that. That's cool. So it is like a replay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's, re- it's like really it. neat. I like it. It's a fun game. I just wish it wasn't so expensive to get into. Yeah. All right. Okay. We gotta we gotta keep trucking. Yeah. Now. Sorry, we, we were going about a game. <laughs> uh, all right. What else have we been playing? Uh, play this game on the Switch called Fox and Forests. It's uh, a little eight sixteen bit platformer. Where you're a fox and you have the ability to change different uh, elements. So, like, if you need to get through, say, like, you're running through in fall right now and everything's falling, but there's a bunch of water in your way, you switch to winter and then suddenly you can walk across water and stuff like that because it's ice. Uh, It's just a fun little 16-bit platformer. Seemed kind of hard-ish, but I was enjoying playing it. It looks real cool. I think they marketed themselves as difficulty-wise close to, like, a Super Ghouls and Ghosts game, but I never really felt like it got to that yet. Okay. It's definitely done in that style, though, where you're, like, looks like you're throwing, like, knives and arrows and shit as you're Yeah, weapon. like, y- your main weapon's a crossbow, but okay. you can also melee it. You can also melee with it. It's really nice looking. <laughs> I really like it a lot. So It, it, it was fun. It was not bad. Did, did you play through it? Or is there more? I, I only got still? a couple stages in because I had to focus on Celeste. Sure. But yeah, yeah. It was fun. I was enjoying it. How much is this one? I'm intrigued. Uh, I want to say twelve bucks. Maybe. Okay. So that cheaper. Right. It's a cheaper. Yeah, not one. not terribly expensive. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I like I'll it. skip the. I'll skip down the list a bit here. I played what's called the Faerun Collection. This is on Switch, but it's probably also on Steam if I had to guess. It is basically hide-lined, but not terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. So you're, What's hide-lined? Uh, hide-lined was a, an adventure series where you had to solve all these puzzles by like looking for like hidden dungeons and doorways while walking into monsters to fight them. You had to try to level up and solve puzzles. This is another one okay. um, I've been interested in, actually, because it was on sale on something. Yeah. So, uh, this is actually, like it says, a collection. So, this is, I think, four games in one. Okay. Mm-hmm. The The first game in the collection took me about two hours to beat. And the second one, I think it says, is at least double the length. Okay. Okay. I forget the third one. I haven't touched the third one yet. And the fourth one you unlock once you beat the other three, and it's a, just a shmup. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it's done in the style of, like, uh, Legend of Zelda here, by the looks of it. Yeah, or Ease, if you know that, the early or Ease games. Sure. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, it, I really liked the first one. It was a fun, quaint little game, and I started getting into the second one, and it was about the same, but I just didn't have the time to focus on it. Mm-hmm. 
But no, I honestly, if you can get it on sale, it's like it's it's not bad. It was it's just a fun little time waster kind of like a little tiny RPG with a little bit of charm. Cool. Chrono Square in the chat saying you can get the first one free on Android. I guess. Oh, okay. So that might yeah, be an no. interesting thing. Well, then, yeah, try that. And if you like the first one, then, like, get the collection, because the second one's basically double the length, at least. Sure. With more, with on, more I'm going to see it. if this is on iOS. Yeah. Please do. There's called Faerun game. Like, I just searched Faerun, I guess. Yeah. F-A-I-R-U-N-E. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on iOS. Okay, there you go. It's free on iOS as well. Nice. Well, then, yeah, give it a shot. Cool, man. I downloaded a bunch of stuff while I was gone to play, like uh, Wizard of Legend, which I've heard is really good. Nice. Ikaruga, yeah, Ikaruga came that. out. Yep, Ikaruga came out. I knew you were gonna get that right away. I, knew I mean, it. of course. Um, Bloodstar, so real quick. What are the what are the four games in the collection again? Because there's a bunch from this developer on iOS. They're all free. Faerun One, Faerun Two, Faerun Origin, I think, or something like that, and Faerun Blast, I think. Oh, okay, so they're all fa- so this only has Faerun. The other one that seems popular is. Drancia, don't recognize the name. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Might be something worth checking out. I'm gonna, I'll grab this first one. It's free. Might as well. Yeah, I think I'll... for sure. Yeah, so like I, I wanted to play Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, but the codes were late, so I didn't get to touch that. Damn. Oh, are you a, are you a backer? Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay. Just Shapes and Beats finally came out because I've been seeing that at cons for years. Yeah, that was just that like a couple days ago, actually, even. Yeah. That was recent. But the only other thing I really got to play was the Mario Tennis Mario Tennis Aces demo. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I was and the moral of the story is, I am bad at it. I mean, I am too, oh. but um, it's leggy as shit right now, so that so, doesn't now help Now, here's either. the thing. Yeah, if you connect the people with five or four star connections, or four bar connections, it's perfectly fine. I played, like, mostly good matches. Anyone that was three and below was just a lag fest. It was just not worth playing. Yeah. Hi. Uh oh, I know what this means. You like it so far, though, from uh, what you've played. The the mechanics are a little weird to get used to. That specifically that like crazy shot save thing, where you like flick the thumbstick and then you just jump across the map. Sure. Because you know, like in tennis. Yeah, because every character is different, so like the distance is different, the speed is different, so getting used to all that's gonna be weird. Okay. But like the actual tennis itself plays fine, like. That's never been a problem with Camelot, Bagel, really. Yeah. Is there, I don't know, if online have people figured out who, like, the best character is yet? Well, not all the characters are available yet, I think. Well, I mean, from the available ones, like, have you seen any word of that? Rosalina seems to be the one getting the most Okay. hype right now. Ow. Mm. <laughs> he just stabbed me in a cut. That really hurt. Oh, gross. I, I'm assuming oh. a cut he probably gave you because it's on your back. Yes. I don't know what would give you that idea. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt. Um, uh, I don't know. Paul, are you liking it then? Because you're playing it too. Uh, I am. Yeah. I don't know. There's, it's, it's totally fine. I've just gotten nothing but a bunch of bad connections, so I kind of stopped for a bit. Uh, more than anything, I just like how smooth it does play on the Switch. Um. And I do want to try more characters out. I've just been playing Mario. so Yeah, Rosalina seemed to be the one I always had problems with because I guess she's a technical player and her like curve shots are extremely strong. Okay. Gotcha. Chain Chomp was also a little weird to get used to playing against because 
the body's so big, it's weird to get used to where he's actually going to hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But no, like, I, I like the ideas behind it. I like the targeted shot. I haven't gotten to a point where I'm worried about having my racket being broke yet. Because that's a new mechanic oh, right. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the one time you really deal with it is in that training thing in which you're doing the racket breaking. <laughs> they don't really yeah. put you through that. So, I don't know. Yeah. I I need to play more of it. I kind of want to see the single player thing, too. I'm be really curious about the single player. That's going to be the thing that makes or breaks this for me. Yeah, the actual me tennis, too. it's like I said, the actual tennis is real good. Yep. You don't have to use their crazy like slow motion and shot aiming mechanics. You can just go to standard tennis if you don't want to worry about that. Yeah. The only th the only thing I don't like is um, the button that's for lobbing and for drop shots is also a dodge button. So if you accidentally hit the button twice, you won't hit the racket. Instead, you'll just dodge out of the way of the oh. ball. Oh, I see what you mean. So you have to be a yeah. bit careful with that. That's about the only mechanic I'm I'm like not super jazzed about. Sure. But other than that, like it's it's Mario Tennis. If you've played the past few Mario Tennis games, you already know the most of the mechanics. The new ones are nice additions. They just take a bit to get used to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence because I haven't played any of them, but I also don't really care about a lot of Mario sports games. So, I don't know, man. That's fair. I don't know. I'm curious to see how the single player is going to be. Yeah, that's that's what I'd be interested and, in the most. And that's out, I think, end of the month, 22nd? Something like that? I think that's true, yeah. Okay, well, let's continue with Paul. We started we started with you. Yeah, I kind of just had that in the, like, I don't know, sidebar that I wanted to start off with. Because I've been playing that, and I've also been playing uh, Sushi Striker. That demo came out. So you can the try that. Right, that way comes out, Sushido I think, this week. Or whatever it was. Way of the Sushido, yeah. Yeah, and I'm assuming you're playing the 3DS version, right? I am playing the Switch version, that's right. Oh, yeah, no, no, oh, he said okay. 3DS. Oh. That's what he said. Yeah, I am playing yeah. the 3DS version. You didn't version. break out your 3DS for this? I mean, I carry my 3DS every day, so, but no. Really? I do, yeah, because it's more portable okay. than the Switch. Just get those street passes? Uh, you know what? Not many people carry it around, so no. Yeah, I don't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, no, not really. Not really. Uh, I hear this game is pretty touchscreen focused. Uh, this game? No, you can use yeah. the... Uh, I've been using the analog stick more than anything. Okay. But uh, okay. it might be easier with a touchscreen. You might be able to jump around a little bit faster. So, right. um, It is a puzzle game that focuses on you eating sushi... Like a whole bunch of sushi, and then using these are two things I love, and then using the plates that the sushi came on as weaponry to attack your opponent. And that's my third favorite thing. Yeah, so murdering people with yeah with my with my plate. Yeah, and also a bunch of anime bullshit happens in cutscenes and stuff as okay, it's one to do with Japanese style games. Uh, so the main draw of the game is a bunch of sushi. There's a bunch of conveyor belts going. Uh, in op opposing directions in front of your character, you grab as much sushi as you can in a row for, like, all of the colors, all the plates are colored. You try to get as many in a row as you can to get, like, a big combo or whatever, and then that's gonna help you boost up your, like, power meter to do, like, a special attack and to get you plates to, like, throw at your opponent as he's trying to eat sushi and all that sort of good stuff. It's a pretty basic little puzzle game that I think will be impossible when you face up against certain people that just, like, 
have probably better characters, I'm assuming, are going to be in this with different specials that happen with their special meters and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's hard to really comment too much on that until like the actual game is out. So does it play like a fighting game, basically, in that aspect? A little bit, yeah. It plays more like a puzzle fighter or something, where you're trying to like match up a bunch of stuff, and then you're kind of the one doing the combos. Like They're not auto-comboing at the top. You're kind of like throwing plates and stuff and pushing the button to like do your special move when it happens. It's kind of like the phone version, actually, of Puzzle Fighter in that regard. But uh, ah, okay. instead of stacking, you're kind of just like dragging your finger along or using the uh, analog stick to move across as many plates as you can that are of the same color and type of sushi for a bigger combo. Gotcha. Did the demo make you want to buy the full game? I mean, I want to buy the full game. It looked neat. And yeah, the demo's fine. Okay. Um, I'd like to see more characters, though, like for sure. I'd like to hear what more people have to say about it when it's actually out. Because I think it's a pretty expensive one, right? Isn't it like a f- the higher no, I, tier? I think it's a budget game. Like, isn't it uh, 40 bucks? Something like that. Yeah. Forty, yeah, like fifty for us, right, or fifty-five or whatever, like forty bucks American. Uh, let me do the. Uh, That's usually what it is. In my head, real quick. Yeah. Like two hundred Canadian is about forty American, I think. Right. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's exactly that's, right. Yeah. Uh, looks like it is. Uh, fifty. Yeah, you're right. Fifty American. Fifty American. I thought it was forty. Weird. It is forty on um. The three DS. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So the switch that might be is it. what, what pushed sense. it up. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know, man. For that price, they're like, I need to hear some more reviews, like some reviews right. on it. It's a little pricey. This seems like maybe a twenty dollar game for me. So. Oh wow. Okay. Well, unless yeah. there's just. I might more still like pre-order it just so I can get that twenty percent off. Sure. Uh, but then I might just not open it until I hear a bit more. Sure. That's yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, just in like that, like I want to say some side stuff. I, Dauntless came out; it's out in f- open beta now, so people can just go ahead and install that if you want a basic Monster Hunter like game. You can just download that for free and play it on your PC. And I've been playing a little bit of that since that came out because a bunch of friends got it and we uh, played it together, and it was a good time. It's- Totally much, much better than it was, obviously, because when I last played it, it was in their first closed beta phase, and it was, like, a long, long time ago. The UI was garbage. It was impossible to get friends together. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was bad. Now it's very good, so people can check that out. Cool. Um, more Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. I have been working on the... Yangtzu only run where you don't get any of the side characters and after that is done I will be doing the nightmare mode run as well. Yeah, so what's the deal with I've heard this game is getting like crazy good reviews. This game is amazing. This is what I want more than the other Bloodstained. I don't want oh, wow. another Symphony of the Night. I wanted This is Castlevania 3 done right. Okay. Well, that's this is some strong words there. Yeah, so in Castlevania 3, you know how you have your character, the different characters you can get. In this, you have four other characters beside your main character, and they're at the end of each, like, level or whatever. 
but you can also choose to not, like, let them come with you. So I'm doing the run now where you're basically doing the main character only, essentially. I'm not, like, allowing any of them to come with me, so... I can't get any of the like, cool little secret areas that, like, Miriam can slide under, or... I can't remember what the other characters' names are right now off the top of my head, but... Miriam, Gebel... Dracula. Yep. yep. Dracula. Nosferatu. Yep. Alucard, which is Dracula yep. spelled backwards. That, um... That one that's played by Adam Sandler? <laughs> oh my I god. Believe, I believe that's Crow. actually Dracula. Yeah. No, the Hotel Transylvania, that one. Oh, I thought you were talking about Little Nicky. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, Curse of the Moon is amazing. Is that the one where there's where they like eat eat cows every night? What little Nicky? Little Nicky. They eat Popeyes because Popeyes is the shiznit. What's the drac? Is it little vampire or something? Then what's the one where they like go and just keep eating cows? I. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. I have no fucking I, idea. I am a little curious. I'm not going to lie. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's The Little Vampire. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got that one right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's, I've, I want Sean to play this game, even though it's going to take longer now, obviously, for obvious reasons of you not having a hand. I, I want to as well. Uh, but yeah, I need a, I need two hands. Because I've been, like, the people that I talk to or have heard their opinion about this game, of course, they're just echoing what I'm saying because they like Castlevania games, so they were excited. Sean, as somebody who does not like Castlevania-type games, I'm, I want to know what you Again, think of my, this. I mean, my only, the only one I've played of this is 2 on the Game Boy. <laughs> right. 2 or Simon's Quest? Is that 2? Yeah. Simon's Quest was 2, yeah. Okay, so yeah. That's oh, no, I you played. played the Game Boy one, so you played Belmont's Revenge. Belmont's yeah. Revenge, there we go. I didn't, that game was too hard for my, like, okay. six-year-old self or whatever. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. No, that, game, that game's actually kind of hard, so I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I'm interested to see what you think of this. Because when you play this game normally and get all the characters, they have different abilities that can make it easier for you. Like, uh, one of them is a mage who, one of his, like, abilities, or an alchemist or whatever, one of his abilities is he can create, like, a fire shield for a certain amount of time, and he's just invulnerable and can kill everything that touches it. So, okay. yeah, you might find it fun, I think. Anyways, it's still great. The thing I really want to talk about is Yoku's Island Express. All right, yeah. We need to talk about uh, this. So this is a game we should. that we you couldn't talk about last week on air. Right, this was this was my game of the week last week that I couldn't talk about. I was reviewing it. That review's up on, on Comic Book Bin. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Because I love Yoku's Island, Island Express. Yo, Yoku's Island Express is definitely, as you called it, like, gonna be the sleeper hit of this year, for sure. Yeah, this is like the, like, SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, John, have you heard anything about this game? No, I've never heard this name at all. Tell me about it. All right, it. this is a, this is, this is a, the genre is pinball meets Metroidvania. Yep. And it's amazing. Okay. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is this on? It's on Switch. It's on everything. Yeah, it's, it's on, on everything. everything. I played it on Xbox. But it's on Switch now as well. I'm playing it on Switch, um, which is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, so you're, you play as Yoku, who is a bug that for some reason is strapped to a ball. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... 
I don't know why, but it doesn't matter because without that ball, you wouldn't be able to traverse the island. So thank God. Yeah. Um, so you kind of just y- pull this ball around and then you come across yellow or blue flippers and those are controlled by the triggers. And then you like fling the ball around and then you just Metroidvania your way through this island. Yeah. And the characters are great. I get a big, I get like a double fine kind of feel to the whole thing everything's just kind of weird a hand-drawn and, like hand-painted feel for yeah everything. like i got a real broken age vibe from it sure from the art specifically sure um, and yeah you just you're it's it's basically metrovinia you get do you get new abilities so you go back a lot um you're uncovering tons of new areas the map system i think is awesome how you can just zoom in zoom out and just kind of scroll it around yeah uh, that it, part's great so the idea of the game is that as this bug, you're this bug Yoku who washes up on the island, and you're relieving the current postmaster of his duty. Like, so you're the new postmaster. So the idea is, is that you are going around delivering letters to different like bugs and creatures that live on this island. Uh, and as you're doing so, you find out that there's like a big problem that this island's facing with like one of its gods or something, and you get wrapped up into that. And of course, to do that, you have to talk to like three like boss type characters and they want you to do certain stuff like it's very metroidvania where you'll find an item then you'll go back to the beginning and see what you can like do with that like i'm trying to think of what the latest item i got was it's probably the vacuum cleaner no i've had the vacuum for a while but that's the last that's the most recent big item that you can okay, like, so you can you can suck up slugs that and explode, then blow up, yeah, let, yeah, that explode, so you can explode some stuff. So I can open up all the passages with a certain type of rock now, basically. Um, yep. I think the thing that makes or breaks an idea like this though is the pinball part, like the actual gameplay loop, and the way that the levels are designed to focus around pinball are perfect for like traversing this world where it feels fun, and every time you're doing. The pinball parts it feels like you're doing a thing like every uh, like it's hard to call it like a stage or every board or whatever where there's obviously a thing to do instead of scoring points you're like maybe cleaning up all these black ink splots or whatever so right yeah so it, what what might help uh in explaining that is not only is there just like areas that you're just trying to move through there's actual like pinball tables or the the, their equivalent where there's like flippers at the bottom and it's more circular you know like a pinball table and whatnot and you're trying to get stuff done which can be just trying to get to the exit it can be trying to like break a certain number of things so that like stage two happens this is also where all the boss fights happen because there are boss fights in the game right so you'll like fling your ball at the enemy and stuff like that it's they they come up with real creative ways to introduce concepts like multi-ball like they're they're taking all these little things you know from metroidvania or you know from pinball and they like they like twist them and and use them you know i found really smart and and fun uh directions for sure yeah it's super engaging uh it took a little bit for me to get into at first i will say um because the first little area i think there's more platform like more walking around than there is pinball and then when they start doing the pinball thing like if you're watching the video you see on screen there's like a serpent at the very beginning or whatever that's hassling yep. you basically once you deal with that it opens up and that's where it starts really feeling like a big world i can explore and stuff and 
just real cool, man. It's hard to really put in... It's one of the things that, like, if you love pinball, you need to get this game. Because the pinball in it's great. Especially for people who maybe have tried pinball before, and they don't love the whole, like... Well, like, playing pinball is fun, but it's just not fun just, like, doing a score attack all the time and trying to beat my high score. I need something more. This is the game that does something more with it. They give you, like objectives and a story and all that little stuff and it's all with like neat little pinball things in it so i highly highly yeah, recommend I, it. I would really recommend this game i i quite enjoyed it and it was pretty addictive like i kind of just played it all through it yeah. in like two days basically um it's a great podcast game yep i'll say that for sure when you're just kind of exploring around so that's kind of nice too that's absolutely true and just on a personal note john i know you like pinball you need yeah. to get this game <laughs> Like, you will love this game. Is that good? It's so good. I would really recommend it. I think you would be into it quite a bit, yeah. No, I just watched the trailer just then, and it looks interesting. I Apparently, it's getting a physical release, but it's not out for another month or two, but I guess I'll probably just buy it digital at this point. I mean... Yeah, I mean, the digital one will be cheaper as well. You could wait, too. Like, it's it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to run out of space on my Switch, so that's why I'm, like, trying to lean a little bit more to getting physical. Sure. Well, just, I mean, just, like, delete the ones you don't play or you're done with for a while, right? Because you can always re-download them if you want. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, anyway, yeah, that's Yoku's Island Express. Yoku's Island Express. People need to... You need to jump on that game if you like pinball stuff. Uh, the other game I have on here is Unworthy. This is the game I kept getting confused in my head with Gloom because they both have a similar aesthetic. So, a long time ago... I talked about a game called Gloom, which was a limbo aesthetic, like the heavy contrast black and white, but it was done in a Dark Souls style, like, roguelite, where... Oh, I thought you were talking about the the card game Gloom. No. (laughs) No, I'm talking about an indie game that almost nobody has played. Just just like the card game. Got it. I've played the card game. I think I've only played it because of you, Sean, actually. <laughs> I don't own it, but someone must have brought it, I guess, maybe. Sure. Anyway. Um, so, this game is similar in a lot of ways. It has that very Dark Soulsian nature of being a hard, platformy adventure in a dark, gothic type of world um, where you... Don't jump at all. Everything is done only by dodging. And it is a Metroidvania game as well. So, this, um... It's real hard to just not say something is like Dark Souls, but this very much is. You get different weapons, like a Metroidvania, to, like, unlock new areas of the map to go to. And, uh... Its focus is you cannot jump at all. Everything is... The only thing you can do is dodge things, so... It's all about... Learning enemy patterns and dodging stamina, doing some stamina management, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's hard to talk about any more than that, really. It's one of the things that if you like 2D Souls-type games, like Salt and Sanctuary, for example, and like Metroidvania, or Metroidvania games, you should probably check this game out as well. Made by one dude that's been like a passion project of his for... I think four years or so. And I think it turned out 
quite quite well. I need to play more of it. I played about three hours of it the other day, and some of the bosses in it are just a fucking nightmare to deal with. Like this one archer boss that just made me just like so fucking angry <laughs> for a Is this just while. on PC? Uh, as far as I know right now, it's only on PC, yeah. I think it's like okay. 15 bucks uh, Canadian, so it's not very expensive. But uh, yeah, if you like slow-moving, deliberate games and like Metroidvania games, this is definitely up there in that category, and I am looking forward to seeing more of it, so I'll probably play more of it, maybe tonight even. So cool. yeah, people should check that out. Unworthy. Uh, is that the last game you played? That is the last game I played. Alright, I got one more game, and it's Pokemon Quest. Yeah, I mean, I played this, but I don't like it at all, so... Yeah, <laughs> I I have a weird relationship with this game. Yeah. I don't like it, but I kind of keep playing it. Yeah, I could see me doing this, actually, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, this was announced uh, and released same day last week, and we'll talk about more about that announcement uh, later in the news. But it's um, it's like an interactive screensaver... <laughs> yeah a good way to put it no totally i just set it to auto um anyway so what it is is it looks like minecraft but for pokemon it just has the original 151 in there and the gameplay is i guess uh like um what's uh dynasty warriors i guess is, is a similar way to put it you have three pokemon at a time and they'll just on their own run towards the enemy which will be like a, a wave of enemies and then you can tap one of like one or two attacks depending on what your pokemon knows or you, as what i'm doing you can just set it to auto and they'll just attack for you and you can kind of just watch this like six minute gameplay thing sure um you get like a, a team like skill rating and then that kind of tells you like it, how how you'll stand up against each level and they haven't broken them down. There's like eight levels per world, I believe, something like that. So like one, 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 two, so on and so forth. It gets it gets a lot more interesting when you can like cook items, and this is how you attract new Pokemon to your home base. Uh, so I guess kind of like Viva Pinata style, but just like really simplified. Sure. Because you can get one Pokemon per cooking. Um, it's also a mobile game. Like, this is going to be coming out to phones. Yeah. And because of that, there's hella timers everywhere. Ugh. Yeah. Cooking takes four expeditions, for example, to, like, complete an expedition is when you go out and, like, take on one of the levels. Um, you can only go up to, like, five expeditions, and they're based on a timer before your energy has to recharge, or you can pay money for it. Um... It's actually kind of good for me right now because, like I said, you can just watch it and you're playing it, yeah. and I have one hand. Yeah. And it's so it's actually kind of works out. As a phone game, I think I'm more into this idea of just having it I on a phone. I think it would be better around. as a phone one because, yeah, I'll just like pull it out when I'm on the train, yeah. send my Pokemon to do something like that. Totally. Um, on the Switch, it just kind of seems like, why am I using this console? Yeah. Which is like nothing. Totally. Yeah. That's how like, I feel too. You know, it's kind of like playing a clicker game on your computer. It's like, what's, why? Yeah. Like, just play play a better game. <laughs> um, and like I said, um, you can set it to auto, which for most part, it'll be fine. Except I find all your Pokemon are complete idiots. Yeah. 
So if I actually take control, and by control it means I choose what attack to do, when to do it, I'll, I'll do a lot better. Because sometimes I'll have, like, for example, my Onyx, he had, like, a spinning attack, and then he also had one that just, like, pushed the enemy back, but it did no damage. And it's like, why would you ever use that? But the computer loved using that attack. And all the attacks are on uh, cooldowns. So when you use one, that Pokemon is now on cooldown into, for like five seconds or whatever. Right. But if I'm going to control, I'm just mashing the good attack the whole time. And I'll get a lot further. But I don't I don't want to. I just want to let it do its thing. So I don't know. I kind of like the uh, roguelike aspect of it where I like seeing the numbers go up. I like equipping stronger attacks power gems or whatever to my pokemon and seeing those numbers get bigger and then at that point it's just like a screensaver so it's it's not a i would not say this is a good game i really like how um, they look i like the voxel oh, look of the pokemon yeah that i like all the like ui elements and stuff i think all the designs are pretty nice um but and I, I said this on twitter imagine if you had full control over like one of the pokemon and you're playing co-op with your friends yeah See, now that's what I thought it was going to be based on what they showed. Yeah, that would have been, like, really awesome, right? But no, the, like, and so you can't even get, get like, that strategic with it because you can't tell them to, like, hey, your health is almost dead. You should go back and, like, heal. At most, you can tell your Pokemon to, like, spread out, uh, and then you can hit the heal button, but you can't, like, run away from enemies. They're constantly running towards the enemy. Um, and they'll do attacks that are, like, not close. Like, it's not, the, the range isn't there. So it's like, Onyx, why are you doing your spin attack? You're not beside the enemy. Like, you just wasted that attack. Like, the computer's stupid. But I'm not going to sit there just mashing the attack button because I don't like Dynasty Warriors. Sure. So, like I said, I have a weird love-hate relationship with this game. But at the moment, it's the easiest game for me to play. And I can literally just have it on on my desk while we're doing a podcast, and I can hit the go button, and then after five minutes, I can see how we did. Sure. Yeah, that's Um, fair. So it's weird. It's free. So, yep. I mean, you can't get that angry with it. So it says free to start. What's the to start part? That's So unlike Mario Run, where they only gave you a certain amount and then you're done unless you paid more, this is a just a free-to-play game. So the only thing you can pay for is, like, tickets to, to cut down on some of these, like, timers and stuff. Oh, so it's, it, it's it, basically it, like Animal Crossing was in that case. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Whereas free to start should mean something different because Mario Run kind of worked a little differently than a typical free to play game. This is just free to play, but for whatever reason, actually the pro- the reason they're probably not using it is because people don't like the terms free to play anymore, especially on phones because it comes with it a, like a negative connotation, which they're right to have. This thing has all those those bummers <laughs> in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. It, it's it's kind of working for me. I'm not gonna like recommend this game. Right. Like, but if you have one hand, this you can you can tap stuff on the screen, so that's useful. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's coming out to phones. I'll probably pick it up on phones. Although this game is super grindy, I will say that. Like, which is another reason I hate it. It is super grindy, and they know that because they want you to cut down those timers so you can just keep attacking the same enemies over and over again or try and get stronger Pokemon. Sure. Because um, it's basic. Because it's part gotcha game as well. Because you're just hoping you get. A, a good Pokemon from these these recipes you're cooking. And around, like, the third or fourth world, the power that you need just skyrockets. So you definitely hit, like, a, a wall. Oh, they did um, They did some other Pokemon game like that that had the exact same issue. What the hell was it? 
Oh, the um, the Rumble the, series. The little fig- yeah, yeah, the figurines. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Rumble, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how free-to-play games work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to incentivize you some way. Sure. So, anyway, uh, when it comes on the phone, if I have to, like, restart my progress, I don't know if I'm going to do it again because I've been, like, grinding at this one. Yeah. And I just don't want to do But I, I, at the same time, I can hit go and leave it on my desk and get the same amount of enjoyment. So, I don't know. Sure. That's the thing. Uh-huh. All right. That's Pokemon Quest. That's all we've been playing. Uh, let's go into the news, finally. Yeah. And there's a bunch, because, you know, this is going to be a long podcast, it looks like. It happens. Uh, let's hammer through this. Guitar Hero TV is shutting down in December. I'm amazed it was still going. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, too. Yeah. It is a bummer, though, that that's the case, because Guitar Hero TV is kind of a cool thing. Yep. But at the moment, yeah, I think you can't, as of June 1st, purchase stuff in the game anymore. I, I don't know. I didn't purchase anything in that game, but... Anyway, they're gonna be turning off the servers in at the, on uh, in December. That is so too bad. Considering Rock Band has their other thing coming back. Network. Yeah, their network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, we're already a couple days in, but let's go through the games with gold. Okay. Because they're good. They are quite good this month. Yeah. Uh, we got Assassin's Creed Russia, which means we have all of the Assassin's Creed Chronicle games have been free on Games with Gold at, at, so far, so you can play through all those. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we also have Sonic and All-Star R- Racing Transformed, which is a great game. Yeah. It's a very a, good game. For sure. Good one. Um, and then the second half of the month I don't, are not as good. Indiana Jones, Lego Indiana Jones 2. You don't, so, I mean, like, you don't like Lego games? I mean, there, there's so many of them. You played one, you yeah, played them all. Too, there's too much game, and there's too many of them. Yeah, that's very uh, true. And then Smite. Smite's great. Which I don't know, I don't know anything about Smite. Smite is very good. Smite's good? Alright, that's coming good. at the end of the month. Uh, Mega Man 11 yeah. confirmed releasing on October 2nd. Oh my god, I watched that thing. Holy shit, I'm so excited. This looks so good. Are you stoked? I am so, so excited. So I can only inevitably be let down, right? <laughs> like, I'm And that's so, how it works. I'm so looking forward to this stupid thing. But yeah. I'm very excited for it. It's been a long time since we had a proper new Mega Man, not done in like the old retro style like 9 and 10 were. Right. Uh, Let's go PlayStation Plus games for June. XCOM 2, Trials Fusion, and then for the PS3, it's Zombie Driver HD and uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. And then on the Vita, it's Atomic Ninjas and Squares. I don't think I know so, those two. Hmm. Yeah, I don't either. I think Gold's better this month. No, XCOM 2 beats everything than Gold. Dude, alone. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform? I have it, so whatever. That game's great, man. It is good. You're right. Uh, Alright, so we talked a bit about uh, Pokemon Quest getting announced and then released. There was a bunch of Pokemon news. Mm-hmm. They're making just like a ton of Pokemon games right now. Yeah. So coming out this year, uh, November 16th, is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which are remakes of the first gen games, except uh, to now there's no longer... They've like simplified them because, you know, Pokemon was too hard, I guess. Um, and there's no more random encounter Pokemon. There's like set Pokemon. 
and you catch them Pokemon Go style. So it basically looks like this is the game that's going to try to merge, like win all of those Pokemon Go users over to actually playing regular Pokemon. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so you're like flicking the ball up. There's motion controls if you want to do that with your Switch. Motion control. Hooray! You can also buy a a Pokeball (laughs) where the white center part is an analog stick, so you can play the game with the Pokeball. It's a controller. Oh, I missed the part where it's an actual controller. I didn't realize that part. It is a controller, controller. so you can can use that, and then you can like fling it around to do the catch. I kind of like this stupid thing, honestly. I don't... I don't. I have no idea how to feel about this because, like, <laughs> hey, it's like a Pokemon game, kind of, mm-hmm. but it's like for for like little kids. I don't like. I kind of liked the battle system. Why? Why are they? And there is still a battle system. You you still you still have gym battles and Pokemon battles, but the catching system is just weird. You can also transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into this. Yeah, but they haven't said what it actually does. There's like a Pokemon Go park you can see there. Yeah. Um. I, oh, someone's saying the Pokeball is also basically like a Poke Walker. Yeah, amazing. So I mean, that's cool. Poke Walker was cool. Sure. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna get this. I don't know. Like, part of me is like, all right, I'm ready for like a Pokemon game, and everybody's just like, I'm not ready for. I don't want like a dumbed down Pokemon game. Um. They also announced that they are working on a proper next Pokemon RPG that is going to come out in 2019 that will not have Pokemon Go stuff in it. Right. So obviously I'm more excited for that one. That's that's a real Pokemon game. Uh, anyway, yeah, Pokeball Plus is also coming out November 16th. I don't think they put a release or a price on it yet. Although I think people have been think- saying it's like going to be 50 bucks, just like the games. Which is too much for this Pokeball thing, but I guess because it's a controller. Sure. I guess that'll be like the second player controller if a friend comes over, they're stuck with the Pokeball controller. I mean, you can just give them another half of a Joy-Con, though. That's true. So, Pokemon Let's Go is has co-op. And then you can both play with a, with a, uh, yeah. with a vertical Joy-Con. It only requires one Joy-Con, I believe they said, to play the game. Yeah. Play one-handed, I think is what it says in the trailer, or something silly like that. Hey, Sean, that's yeah. good for you. Yeah, actually, that is good for me. Because you right? no longer have there a hand. Go. Although by Nintendo, by sorry, by Nintendo, <laughs> by November, I will have two hands, e- easily. Well, so we'll see. So I mean, <laughs> if this comes out in the next in the summer. Jesus, Paul, it's what I need. Okay. Uh, all right. So we already talked about Pokemon Quest. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of Sonic Racing All Stars, po- uh, Walmart, <laughs> our best news source for yeah. E3 leaks. They've been uh, real good this year. Oh man! Yeah, they're, Kotaku has its uh, work cut out for them. <laughs> k- keeping up with this, uh, Sonic Team or Team Sonic Racing has been leaked, and then it was announced like a day later. Yeah, because that's you got to do it. You have to. <laughs> I mean, why not? Sure. Uh, this is coming to everything. I believe this game is going to be forty bucks. So a bit of a budget title. Sure. Uh, the one downside is it's just Team Sonic. It's not the All Stars. So you can only play as Sonic and his shitty friends, and you can't play as cool characters like Billy Hatcher. And his I think you're the first friends. person to have ever said Billy Hatcher's the cool friend. Um, <laughs> I think Sonic is at the bottom of the barrel. He's right above, however, Shadow, because he's definitely the bottom of the barrel. He is way higher than Shadow. <laughs> but like, um, 
the PC version of Transformed has like Football Manager and stuff in it. Yeah, and, and Team Fortress Danica Two characters. Patrick. Exactly. Yeah, Danica <laughs> Patrick. We were just talking about this. Those have some cool characters in this. This thing only has Sonic characters. Yeah, that's actually a bummer. Like for real. Yeah. Like, hopefully, maybe if I get this for the Switch, maybe I can play with my me, which I never want to play with the me. <laughs> but maybe I'll finally want to play you, with the me. You must so really be desperate Sonic. at that point. Exactly, right? Anyway, uh, if that's coming out to other consoles as well, I'm looking forward to that. That's a great kart racer. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully, this one's going to be good, too. Hopefully. It's made by the same It's same the same team. devs, so yeah. Yeah, okay. so that's a, that's a good sign. So it'll be fine, probably. Yep. Uh, more game announcements. There was a big, long live stream uh, from Bethesda for like a whole day with a bobblehead on there. Uh, and then eventually they released a trailer for Fallout 76. Paul, you seemed pretty excited. I really like that song. That song's real good. Also, okay. yeah, a Fallout game or something. <laughs> yeah, there's a Fallout game there. I'm hearing a lot of people being like, but isn't it, isn't it like Elder Scrolls' turn? We don't really eh. know what this... Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Eh. Probably. Who cares? We don't really know what this uh, Fallout game will be. Uh, if it'll be like a Fallout 4 style game or a Fallout Shelter style game. Yeah. They haven't really announced any news about it. The trailer makes it seem like like uh, you're, you're about rebuilding or something like that. So, okay. I don't know. Uh, was it Vault 76? is the vault that had nothing done wrong with it. This was the one that was actually intended to be like, this will repopulate the Earth once uh, once the bombs have gone off and all the radiation's gone away. So, theoretically, this is the one of the few vaults that had nothing go wrong. Right, yeah. I, I've heard uh, some other like lore-based stuff about what Vault 76 uh, was purposed for and stuff in, in previous games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, there's that. Um... Oh, yeah, so uh, more game leaks. I don't think it was Walmart this time, though. Mm. A uh, piece of merch for Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out, which is like a keychain with, like, a Spartan's helmet. Yep. Uh, and then after that, some news sources just kind of came out saying, like, here's the rumors we've been hearing about. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the game. It's going to be a follow-up to Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, although Bayek and Aya won't be the protagonists, and there'll be, like, dialogue choices, which will be a new thing for Assassin's Creed. Um, a lot of things are pointing that it'll be this year, which I, I'm not, I don't know if that's gonna be true, because I remember Ubisoft coming out and saying they're gonna take a year off, and they're just gonna keep expanding on Origins this year, but maybe they've changed plans. I kind of hope they continue to do every two years instead of every year because I definitely burned out on Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I think uh, most people they... did. So hopefully they're not going back on what they right. the lesson they seemingly learned. Yeah, I mean, they took a year off and then they put out one of the best Assassin's Creed games yet. So who knows what it's going to be, but it's supposed to be taking place in like Greece after the events of Origins, obviously, because that's supposed to be the first one. Um, so there's that. We got some more leaks, and these ones seemed pretty uh, had a lot had a lot of weight behind them. But basically, anything a lot of uh, Nintendo news coming up for what's going to be at E3. Sure. Uh, there was, let me. I'm trying to find that image, but I think that was just on the tweet. Oh, here we go. Posted a picture. Uh, it's basically a chart 
of games coming to the Switch that involve Dragon Ball Fighters, Fortnite, which that one just kind of makes sense. That game's on phones, so why not? Yep. What is this? Monster Hunter Ultimate? Yeah. Mon- yeah. Yep. Generation. FIFA 19, Killer Queen Black. Which is that the arcade game? See, I thought it wasn't because I thought it got mentioned in a previous uh, trailer, but I think it actually is. Wow! Yeah, like t- that five-player arcade game? Because I went to the uh, the Twitter account for Killer Queen, and they had all their assets changed to just the color black. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Something called Starlink Battle for a, or bot. Sorry, Battle for Atlas. Paladins, Overcooked Two. Which, that's the news here. That's the excited one. I, Overcooked 2, I can't wait if that's real. And Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, and then Destructor came out and basically said, like, hey, we we know this is going to be pretty accurate. Uh, we even got some other stuff on Twitter saying uh, Fortnite has been raided for the Switch in Korea. Again, the Fortnite one, it's a no-brainer. Of course, that's going to come to Switch. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, there's no way. Um, and like I said, I'm just excited for Overcooked 2. Like, that game is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out this week, right? Isn't E3 this week? Uh, no. It's next, next week. One. It's like oh, it's the following week? First, I think the first one's on the 10th, the first, uh, Okay, show. so week and a half from now. Or I guess one week from now, right? Today's the third. Yeah. All right. Next Sunday, basically. So that'll do it for news. Let's hit these questions. Perspective at gmail.com uh, is the email address to send questions in. You can also do it at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the Discord channel, John's P.O. Box. Yeah, there, I got four P.O. Box letters as well, by the way. Oh, all right. So you, uh, got, you guys read the first question. I'll go get them because I got to step past the sleeping cat. Okay. okay, I'll read this first one from Eduardo. Yeah. He says, what are some of the best randomly generated games not counting roguelikes? Uh, Terraria. Okay. Diablo 1, 2. I think 3 as well. The dungeon layouts. Are those up. procedurally generated? I haven't played any Diablos. Yeah, they are. Okay, cool. Um, Everything I think of is a roguelike. Yeah. I mean, the, most of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No Man's Sky? Sure. I'll count that. What's up? What's okay. the question? Yeah. Best randomly generated games not counting roguelikes. All uh, I can think of is roguelikes. Yeah. <laughs> People are saying Minecraft? I guess that counts. Yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah, that probably would be the winner then. Definitely the most popular, for sure. Persona 4. I mean, uh, yeah, you could count those, I guess. Those dungeons change. Oh, are they procedurally generated? That's, like, the only part. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, second one from him. Which Persona game has the best soundtrack? Four. I haven't played Easily. any of them. Four? Is that what you said? Yep. Four. Yep. Okay. What is the best way to elevate how difficult a game is? I ask because I can only play games that are at least fairly challenging. Best way to evaluate how difficult a game is? If you have, like, a sibling that doesn't play games? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) 
Well, I think he's saying, like, like, do the enemies just do more damage, or does something else get brought into play? Like, maybe you can't die, or something like that, on a harder difficulty, you know what I mean? Sure. That's how, that's what, that's what I'm thinking, is, like, what's the, what's the better way to, to raise a difficulty in a game? That's how I was interpreting it. Value how difficult the game is. Like, give it see, to somebody I, I who doesn't know. play games, and then see based, how they do. Based on that question, it sounds more like, like, how would, how would I find out before playing a game to find out how difficult the game is, and whether I would like it or not, kind of. Reviews yeah, I guess at so. that point, I guess. Reviews yeah, and demos. I, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting question. All right. Paul, you got this next one, then? Sure. BGC Kenny wrote in with two questions. I just put them together for ease of use. Uh, my friend really loves the classic Spyro trilogy. You'd think he'd be excited for the Reignited trilogy, but he's opposite, actually. He doesn't want to get it because he believes that the message the developers got with Crash Insane trilogy is make hard games and not make more games like the original Crash games. He wants more games like the classic Spyro games, but... I but thinks the Reignited Trilogy isn't the way to get that. Is there a remake that you don't want or wouldn't get? I mean, the Dark Souls remaster is literally a $25 patch on PC, and that's a fucking garbage way to do that. So, I'm not getting it for that reason. I wouldn't want a Mario 1 remake. I would love Why to not? see how that's done. Well, because, like, yeah, like, what would they do to pull that off? I feel like that's just how the, the game already is. Like, I you're basically kinda, just getting the game you already have. They technically did it with All-Stars, I guess, too. I guess, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. But just, like, I guess updated graphics. 3D graphics. Oh, man. Yeah. Something of, like, all, like, the Pokemon remakes when they go back and, like, redo, like, first gen and stuff. Oh, but Fire Red's so good. But, but like, so why is that one okay? What do you mean? Like, why why is that a, a good... Why are you okay with that remake? Because that was on different hardware and was completely redone from the ground up. Yeah, see, I, I guess I'm not a huge fan of the remakes all the time just because I already, like, went through that story. I went through those worlds. I played with all those Pokemon. I mean, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, I bought Shadow the Colossus remastered, like... I don't. I love when they remaster games. The reason I don't like the Dark Souls one is because they literally didn't change anything. They applied a patch to it. They didn't do anything at all to the PC version. Getting it on like PS4, or Xbox One, or whatever, I'm totally fine with. Or Switch when that finally comes out. Okay. All right, John. You want to read some letters? Sure. I got four from our our uh, number one fan. Of course, uh, Game of the Year, Undertale, 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 that never changes. This one's from May 7th. Donkey Kong was Nintendo's first arcade success, permanently settling their focus to the video game industry. Or setting, rather. However, they had some arcade flops beforehand, one of which, due to wanting to reduce costs, was reused for Donkey Kong. They made a Donkey Kong converter kit that would change this game's arcade cabinet to play Donkey Kong. What game was this? I actually think I remember this one. I don't. No idea. 
I should know. I've read like a book on Nintendo's like coming to America, but I I don't remember at all. I believe this is Radar Scope. This was Radar Scope, released in Japan in 1979 and worldwide in 1980, and it was only moderately successful for Nintendo. It was the first game that Miyamoto helped develop. So when it came time to make a new game, they had a stockpile of Radar Scope machines lying around. So, as well as making Donkey Kong Arcade cabinets, they made converter kits for their cabinet stockpile and for owners of Radar Scope cabinets. All right. Next up, May 14th. Let's do true or false trivia. Have these games sold at least 5 million copies? Numbers are from VG Charts. Oh, so that's so very accurate. <laughs> Wait, is that sarcasm? Yes, actually, yeah. VG Charts is known for being bad at their numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I have no idea what, about them. Also, I'll put the answers on the right side so John can cover it with his hand and play along too. Brackets equal number of platforms they were on. Okay. All right, so this is going to be a little tricky here. Hang on. Sure. Actually, you know what? I'm good with not playing along. Okay. Just, okay. It'll, just okay. Make, it'll just make it easier. Sure. I do, appre- I do appreciate the, the offer, though. Carnival Games on two systems. Did this sell more than 5 million copies? No. According to VG Charts. Oh. No. Did this one come with a controller? No. This is not a Nintendo-made game. I know, but did it, did it come with... Part of me thinks it came with a controller. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Yes, 6.1 million. What are you guys doing, man? <laughs> I've only seen the Kinect version. That game is bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hannah Montana Spotlight Tour on two platforms. No. I'm going to say no to that. I hope it's no. It's no. 1.67 million. Point, Good. Point for everyone. Game number three, Michael Jackson, The Experience on eight platforms. Oh, man. That's got to be a yes on eight platforms. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Just because of Michael okay. Jackson. 6.45 million. Okay. That's way too All close right. to know, though. For that, that many platforms. weird, though, yeah. <laughs> number four, My Sims on three systems. My Sims? Mm. No. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. I'm going to say no, but I remember that series. It got a bunch of sequels. Mm, ah, true. crap. 5.34. 5. So, okay. so it did. Oh, it's close. Yeah. Deal or no deal? Four systems. I don't know. I know the 3DS version of that game is like always at a Walmart. Like people are always buying it for like 84 cents or something. Just to get the cases. That's one of those ones. It's like that and Cory in the house. True. That is actually a thing. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no as well. Yep. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. No, three point oh two million. <sighs> okay. That's the worst game show. Imagine babies. Just on DS, apparently. Yes. No. No. No, 2.87. So I'm just really bad at this game. Lord of the Rings, the two towers on four platforms. I think yes. I think yes, too. I remember these ones being popular. I remember this one sold. This will be the best one. 6.65. That's the only one I played. That's why I said yes. (laughs) That's actually the only one I played as well. I have that on PS2. Nice. 
Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Six platforms. Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yep, 7.64. Okay. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Five oh, platforms. Man. I'm going to say no to this one. I think he's throwing us off. Yeah, I'm going to go no as well. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on that one. E correct. It was no. Yeah, okay. Two, right. 2.15. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. That was and quite a drop. Yeah. last but not least, Shrek 2, five platforms. Yes. I do think. Really? Yeah. Because I have that no. game. <laughs> is that, is that your not? marker? Yeah, I don't know why. That's why I'm saying I think, I think 400, 4,900,000 thousand other people have this in there and they don't know why <laughs> they don't know why <laughs> <laughs> right, i don't what is it i don't remember shrek 2 doing that well i'm gonna say no sean what are you going with i said no no 3.43 that's pretty high still you don't have as many friends as they thought paul i don't have any friends all right uh so the score <laughs> was Shrek two, the score so was Sean got six correct, Paul got seven correct, and I got nine correct. Yeah. I got six correct? I felt like everyone I got wrong. <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. All right, letter three, May 21st. Last week took a bit longer than I wanted, so let's go fast this week. Actually, we can keep slow. Speed runs. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, we can keep slow. Speedruns are completing a game as fast as possible. However, some games were just not meant to be completed fast. What is the longest world record speedrun completed as of May 21st, 2018? Oh, fuck. Uh, plus or minus, let's say, 50 hours. Well, I know the game. I Oh, we have to guess the time? Um. Yeah. It's exactly plus or it minus looks, it looks like, yeah. And if you know the game, also that works, too. I don't know the game. Is it like uh, Desert Bus? No. Desert no. Bus takes eight hours to finish one lap, I believe. Okay. I have no idea. Paul, you have a guess? I'm going to say... I guess... Fuck. I'm thrown off. I was going to say like 140 hours. I'll say 200 hours for the game. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just stick with that. Do you, um, you're not going to guess the game? I th well, people in the chat, are, I believe, are saying the game, so I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, it, it's Baton Kaitos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Baton Kaitos is renowned for how long it takes. I believe it takes over a, over a week, real-time week, week, to get a 100% right. run. Uh, Baton Kaitos, 100%. So, that would be about, so Paul should be correct close to it, right? Oh. That'll be around 150 hours? Uh, actually, it looks like I was wrong. Oh, yeah, I was wrong. Ben Kaidos, Seven uh, times 24? Kaidos 100% stands at 341 hours, 20 Dang. minutes. Uh, it looks to be three seconds. The run requires an item, the shampoo, to become the item Splendid Hair. This requires two weeks real time. So I, gotcha. I was off by an entire week. The world record holder, uh, Baffin, has completed five 100% runs, and he isn't the only runner. Gotta go fast. God. Why? Wow. You have to leave the game running that whole time, I think, or something insane like that. I forget what it is. Great. Yeah, fun. Yeah. And last but not least, May 28th. Let's take it back to 2007 and go back to more video game sales. 
2007 was a good year for video games, but VG Charts and Wikipedia were not good or consistent video game charts. So let's go back to our good friends at the NPD. Okay. Here are the top 10 best-selling video games from 2007. Oh, order the, put them in the correct order. To be kind, I'll separate 1 to 5 and 6 to 10. Okay. Oh okay, hold on. Let me grab a notepad. Yeah, I'm going to need you to write this one down because this is going to be a nightmare. So we're trying to guess 1 to 5, and then we're guessing 6 to 10? Yeah, so I'm going to give you five games here. You have to tell me the order you think they're in. Okay, okay let's go. Paul, do you mind writing it down for everyone so I don't have the scratch around here? All right. Yep. A, we play with remote. Okay. B, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1. This is just in 2007, right? Yeah. This is Xbox 360 okay. version in particular. If it says a version, I'll tell you. Okay. Halo 3, Xbox 360. Oh, specifically. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii, obviously. Yep. And Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock, PS2 specifically. I think Guitar Hero is 5. For the PS2 specifically, you said? Yeah. Okay. I want to actually say uh, Galaxy is going to be the lowest of those five. I think that's number 4. Uh, well, we play is definitely the highest. Yeah, I would. We play Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. What's the one I'm missing? Halo. We play Call of Duty and Halo Three. Uh, Call of Duty is gonna do better than Halo. Yep. Yeah, I think it's we play Call of Duty, Halo, and then I'm, I would say no. Uh, Wait, when was the first year that Call of Duty started setting records? Was that Modern Warfare One or Modern Warfare Two? Two. <sighs> It was two when it started setting records. One was very well received, though. Crap. I'm wondering if I should swap. That, that's the only one I'm torn on right now is swapping We Play and Call of Duty. I think We Play's up. I think it's that's the I one. I have We Play at the top for me here as well. I'm going to go with Call of Duty. I might regret this. So my, my order is Call of Duty, We Play, Halo, uh, Guitar Hero, Mario Galaxy. That's my order. What are you guys sticking with? John, what's yours? We play Call of Duty, Halo, uh, Galaxy, then Guitar Hero. So you're literally going in the order I read them out. Okay. Oh, am I? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that is A, B, C, D, E. I guess so. I'm going yeah. in that order too, actually. So. You're going to go A, B, C, D, E? Yeah. All right. Um, wow, really? Okay. Halo 3. Wow. That's tough. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. We play. Sure. Call of Duty. Yep. Guitar Hero. Mario Galaxy. Alright. So, Weird. Halo I knew 3, Halo 3 did top. well, but I didn't, I didn't think it outsold Modern Warfare. At least that year. Alright. Yep. Next up. Okay. Pokemon Diamond. Yep. Mario Party 8. Okay. Madden 08 for the PS2, okay. Assassin's Creed 1 for the 360, and Guitar Hero 2 for the PS2. Okay. <laughs> uh, Talk about an ordering I just don't care about at all. Yeah, kind of feeling the same on that. Uh, God. Oh, 
I want to clarify Assassin's Creed what you said Xbox 360. Yes. Okay. Because I'm thinking that might be the bottom. <laughs> I'm thinking Mario Party's the bottom. I'm going to just hope Mario Party's the bottom, so that's where I'm putting it. Mm. I would put Assassin's Creed before that. Okay. What was the other ones? Guitar Hero. Guitar, Guitar Hero, Hero 2 for 2. PS2. Pokemon Diamond for DS. And Madden NFL 08 for PS2. Okay, here's my list. You ready, Paul? Yeah, go. Pokemon. Madden. Yep. Guitar Hero. Assassin's Creed and Mario other Party. One Assassin's Creed and then Mario Party, yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm going to say... Madden. Okay. Pokemon. Okay. Guitar Hero. Okay. Assassin's Creed, Mario Party. Okay. And what are you saying, Paul? Mine's basically yours, except Assassin's Creed at the bottom. Okay. Instead of Mario Party. And the correct order is... Huh. Pokemon. Sure. Madden. Yep. Okay. Guitar Hero. Okay. All right. Assassin's Creed Sean and Mario it. Party. I got it. Yeah, Sean nice. got it. Woo. Well done. Wow. Well and that's done. all I got. Thanks as always, right. Mysterious Writer. Uh, there was a second uh, question from VGC Kenny I'll just go through now. Do you think the Go influence is going to be a part of all po Pokemon games going forward? I think it'll just be for Let's Go. I think that's what they want is for it to just be like... Totally. It, they want a stepping stone game to get the Go-only players into the main series. Agreed. Yeah, they also said the 2019 game will not have Go stuff in it. Cool. All right. Um, I think at this point we should push the questions to next week. Okay. Because we have another podcast to do. That's okay. fair. Oh, uh, this reminds me. Uh, at the con I went to, I totally met one of our viewers. Hayes was actually there. Oh, uh, one of our okay. One of our regular question writers. Very cool. Awesome. Nice. He says hi to all of you. Great. Hi, Hayes. What's up? Um, okay, yeah. So if you wrote in, we will, we will save your questions for next week. But let's move on to our games of the week. Oh, right. Uh, mine's going to be Yuko again. Mine's going to be Drop Mix. Uh, I'll give it to Yuko this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, and last bit, right for this, we are doing our Celeste TDP Plus episode. Um, so look for that. That should, you know, that should be out around the same time this one's going to be going out. Um, if you're a, a high backer, we'll be live for you to watch right after this. Um, I'm trying to think what has changed. We already said Rage is, the, is happening this week. Um, of all of all it. games, yeah. Paul's Paul Paul won with Rage One. I'm we'll sorry. In June, I didn't <laughs> you better think, be. Um, I didn't think it would work. And uh, some of the uh, how the backers get billed has changed on our Patreon. I wrote up a post on it. It only affects new or upgrading members. So if you're curious and you and you know you didn't get a notification, and you want to read about out how our patreon billing has changed uh just go to our patreon there's a there's a post there uh but yeah that'll do it for this week thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next week bye bye